0: Hello, 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 all my horror heads, sci-fi geeks, and fantasy freaks. Welcome back to another episode of the Holiday the 13th podcast. I have a bonus episode for you guys, because like the maniac I am, I did Binge Swarm in uh, one afternoon, and I've been waiting so long to talk about it, and I'm joined here by a very special guest. Introduce yourself.
1: My name is Brittany.
0: First time guest on the show, even though she asked me about it. Uh, all the time. We gonna be on it. But uh so <laughs> <laughs> So here we are. We we just had to we just had to find the right uh show movie or topic to discuss and what was better than the new uh Donald Glover show. Okay, the new twenty twenty three Amazon Prime Limited Series Swarm created by Donald Glover and Janine Neighbors, uh and it premiered March seventeenth. 2023 so this show has been quite quite uh divisive divisive since its release i personally loved it i loved it and we're gonna get into it but uh first and foremost what is it why are you here
1: I'm here. <laughs> what do you mean why? I'm here? Cuz you asked me to be here and I wanted but, but to be here. But let me mean, like
0: what uh <laughs> What particular uh I don't want to say insight, but uh so you or you're a fan of this or of um, these kind of um yes. shows, movies? Yes. Yes.
1: I like Danny Glover. Um I like horror movies and wait, what's <laughs>
0: Donald Glover.
1: <laughs> I call him Danny. <laughs>
0: that's that's a that's a whole nothing different motherfucker. I know. That's but Mister.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: That's a Mister from Color Purple.
1: Okay, but I like him.
0: Okay. I like him. <laughs> I, that did sound rude. Why are you here, <laughs> nigga? You invited me. I'm oh, sorry that came out wrong. I, I do apologize. But no, she she is here to offer expertise in, in ways that I can't. Uh, With this show being predominantly surrounded by predominantly a black female-oriented cast and a female-centric show, I felt I didn't have certain particular insight, not being a woman. So I didn't know if the show leaned towards that to where it would be um, where it would turn people off, not turn people off, but I like how the show. It was was easy for me to get into the show. You know what I'm saying? Because you have shows like you that everybody loves you have shows like dexter that everybody loves and to a lesser extent with the gore and nudity and vulgarity uh even wednesday as far as like just yeah. creepy motherfuckers yeah so i to for me the show was easy to get you know in in, in involved in what so what did you think about it before we get into the minutiae of all of it all just uh overall no, yeah, th- you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um watching the recap or what is it called a recap when a the introduction of the movie? Like the oh, previews. Yeah, 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 the previews yeah. Yeah. <laughs> watching the previews, I was like this is going to be corny. But when mm-hmm. I actually watched it, there was some corny parts, but mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. I liked it.
0: I I didn't know uh, what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did see the trailers, but when I watch trailers, I watch them until I'm interested. Then I stop. So I mm-hmm. don't get any more info. Uh, and if I watched the whole trailer, then I'm, I'm, I probably wasn't interested. But as soon as it, it could take me five seconds and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. But Swarm, if you don't know, uh, this is the plot synopsis. And, uh, uh, an obsessed Houston-based fan goes to increasingly violent lengths for her favorite R&B singer. So, <laughs> of course, this is some hyper-realistic real- shit, and it draws comparisons to Beyoncé. Beyoncé, and I'm also a Beyoncé <laughs> Yeah. Like, so, I love Beyonce, but you know, because it could even be Rihanna too. Yeah, uh, uh, any, Taylor Mariah Swift, or uh, Janet Jackson, like so, anyone. So I did like that, even though people took offense. Like, why? Wow, why is he talking about the beehive? Like, said, see, that's why I made the show. Come, yeah, because I'm not. I like Beyonce as well, uh, so th- don't come for me, please. Uh, <laughs> no, I fucks with Beyonce since Destiny's Child, all of that. But uh, I do know fans of any artist, of any genre of any anything can be obsessed. I'm mm-hmm. I am a self proclaimed nerd, so uh, I know how it goes. So anyway, like I said, the show was created by Donald Glover, Janine Neighbors, and the cast. Uh, Don-
1: Danny Glover.
0: <laughs> Some of the cast <laughs> is Dominique Fishback, uh, Chloe Bailey, Desmond Idris, Billy Eilish, and Paris Jackson, whom Dominic Fishback is That's the main character. Okay. Yes. Dominique, yeah, and Paris Jackson, and I didn't know that's Paris Jackson until after I watched the show.
1: Oh, that
0: <laughs> Paris Jackson was we're gonna get into it, but she was I've the, never the stripper. Seen, yeah, the scene
1: is even funnier. What you think she's
0: black. black. Yeah, see, oh I wrote that God. down. See? you get getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> we we're, we're not there yet. I
1: did yet. not know that was her. We're not there
0: yet. But anyway, <laughs> here's a few of my thoughts on the show. It's, it's afro surrealism at its best. Mm-hmm. I love the style, I love the neon shit, I love the the, the direction, the, the writing I like, the dialogue could have been actually don't have no issues with the dialogue. As far as the writing, the acting, all all of that I uh, I enjoy. Some of the uh story beats and um plot i'm not a fan of but again i i did like it and to me it reminded me of the nicholas cage vehicle mandy in style not 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 uh story or whatnot uh it reminded me of um uh, natural born killers the uh oliver stone with um woody harrelson and juliette lewis and robert Downey Jr. jr's in that movie. Uh, it gave me those vibes. The fan with Robbie, uh, Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. The fan. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot like this. Um, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro is a Giants fan, and uh, Wesley Snipes plays a baseball player and. He says hi to him one day, and he thinks they're best friends. <laughs> and he ends up killing his teammate to get his number back. Like it's 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 a it's a lot of similarities. So it reminded me of the uh, fan a lot in in a good way. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of that movie we watched, uh, a wounded Fawn. Remember when I said I liked it, but I didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. the credits, the dude died was dying through the whole credits. And I was like, this motherfucker's still dying. I watched it with you. It was on. yeah I put it but you was like you was on your phone uh,
1: I'm like I don't remember yeah
0: (laughs) exactly but no I remember cause uh, it was weird but I liked it but I didn't get it but those are some of the similarities so we're gonna get into the first episode called Stung the description for this, uh, Dre plans a birthday surprise for her sister. That's it. And I do like the show descriptions and the titles. They just get right mm-hmm. into it. And what I liked about the first episode, it sets the tone to what you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anything that happens after the first episode should surprise you, considering what does happen in the first mm-hmm. episode. And I'm not... I'm gonna avoid spoilers, but it's been out for a week, so <laughs> mm, catch the fuck up.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so vicious,
0: <laughs> and, and, uh, but it's great acting, and Dominique Fishback, who I'm gonna I'm gonna praise her through this whole episode because her acting in this yeah. show. I personally was not uh, aware of her. I've never seen. her. I've never, never heard her either. name. I know she. I know she was in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I still haven't watched that movie. I have my. Uh, trepidations about watching that not that i'm not uh a fan of uh of the story i got I, I, I got issues with movies like that um it, and the first episode was emotionally charged to me um not to get into spoilers but it's a <coughs> character's death i i think the the way that scene played was was great with her going through the grief mm-hmm. and, and all of that um it was not what i was expecting at all and uh I don't know why I wrote this down, but Rory Coakland, I don't, his cameo, do, do you remember the dude, uh, uh, the white dude she met at the club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know why, it was just a weird cameo to me. Like, it's cool, because I like Rory Coakland, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this nigga just showed up and put his dick on a bowl of strawberries, like, and that was it, and you got your check. <laughs> so, I thought that, because I like him as a, um an actor, but what did you like about the first episode? Before I cause I don't want to get into like plot details because I just don't want to yeah, recap. I
1: can't, I can't say anything without getting into. I don't know how to
0: not. Well just go ahead. But go I, ahead. Just,
1: <laughs> I I. I was there
0: anything particularly that stood out? Uh mm, Not really. Just uh so just overall, you you're just a fan of it? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> know to say. I thought maybe May had some particular. Oh, I noticed this. I noticed this. I noticed this. Because so right off the back, we noticed that the main character, Dre, is a little unhinged. So we don't know if she's neurodivergent. We don't know if she has a. Well,
1: yeah, she's just off.
0: She's off. And so the part in the very beginning, when people had issues with Chloe Bailey having her ass up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, that I, that didn't bother me, but I guess... <laughs> it didn't even
1: show anything. I don't even know why it was such a big... De- I mean, unless I, I can't see, but all I seen was ass. Like, y'all ain't never seen an ass cheek before. I
0: guess because... It's her. Grew up with it. I, was, I don't know. Oh, it didn't bother me, but I know that I know that hit the, the interwebs, and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that was ridiculous. So immediately, what that scene stood out because right off the back, you have this character buying these Niaja tickets. Is our is our universe standing for whoever? Beyonce, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Jenny Jackson, so on and so forth. And she's spending like $1,800 on these tickets. It shows that she's broke. She don't got no money, but she still does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she the door's kind of cracked and she sees her sister and her sister's boyfriend getting it in. And she doesn't look intrigued. She doesn't look aroused, but no. she just looks. But this is what I mean about Dominic, uh, Dominique Fishback, though. Her blank stare and her empty eyes. I don't know how you teach yeah, that, uh, but, yeah, but it worked. It didn't, that's why I said the, sh- the first episode sets the tone perfectly. Because right after that, she goes to the convenience store and she's like, Uh, your sister owes me money, she pays the money, she gets the food, so she doesn't really have agency to me outside of w- whatever it takes to see Niger, listen to Niger. Uh, you and uh, I know this may sound a little uh, pot calling the kettle black, but you, um. Because she has her posters on the wall. As, like, she kind of seems stagnated in yeah, whatever. Yeah, in that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I feel like that was probably, like, the happiest times of her life.
0: So, she just... Go, and... She
1: comes. Cause, oh, okay. No, No, I'm going to dive too deep into the... No,
0: go... go. This is why
1: we're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I just feel like she consistently goes back to that age mm-hmm. range. Like, that's was her happy time.
0: Like, in her... In her I notice in <clears throat> her mannerisms would be kind of childlike at times, mm-hmm. and when she's delivering, she'll say something as if it's the cleverest thing, but it's like, yeah, uh, okay, like she—that's when she's trying to be coy and stuff, mm-hmm. or again or, or clever, but it'd be like if an eight-year-old is trying to lie to you, but you know, you know they're lying, yeah. but they don't know that you know they're lying. Yeah, I notice like little things like that. So we get into. Um, her boyfriend, her sister's boyfriend, comes on to her, mm-hmm. and this is kind of the catalyst for the show and uh, or the catalyst for the episode that sets, uh, sets for the events for the rest of the show. And even when she tells her sister that the way she says it, I wouldn't believe her, yeah, because she's like, okay. uh, her and her sister get into it, and her because she lives with her sister, and her sister's covering the bills because the character Dre just refuses to grow up, she it didn't. Dre tells her sister, oh, your boyfriend tried to sleep with me. But the way she said it just sounds like she was lying.
1: But it it did sound, and it was wrong timing. Exactly. But
0: her her not being, you know, all the way there, she didn't understand Yeah. And as a person that doesn't always understand social cues, (laughs) (laughs) I empathize with her. Yeah. Uh, Okay, this ain't about that. (laughs) But so that sets off some events that I'm not gonna get into but so that sets Dre off uh on her quest. So what I thought was interesting about, interesting about this show is uh her her artist her favorite artist Nija drops this video and when she watches this video the her the way she starts like clawing at herself and like tripping, I'm like, what the fuck? That's when I was like, Oh, I love the I love the visuals. I love the Yeah. Style.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I, I was going to mention a particular scene, Go but ahead. no, that's further that's episodes down. Okay, but no, okay. but I didn't I, I didn't notice that until later in to the mm-hmm. episodes that how the scenery changes when she's having mm-hmm. those manic is it manic? manic manic episodes, I feel. That's her mm-hmm.
0: oh, her her, visual- her mania. Yeah. And yeah. and what I like too, it gets right into it. Her first kill is in the first episode.
1: Mm-hmm. She She not waste
0: no time. And it's not justified, but I understand it if from her point of view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's from like the person she kills is who she feels is responsible for the death of a loved one. So I don't. What's was what's funny to me is I don't think that was part of her plan uh-uh. because it was so abrupt and out of nowhere, but it was so vicious. Uh oh, man, and then. She has this thing too, Dre, that I don't understand, but she doesn't eat anything healthy. Cause if you remember when the boy ch- the dude tried to offer her the uh the strawberries, mm-hmm. she like looked at them nasty. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's because his dick is on the bowl. Mm-hmm. But through the whole series, all she eats is junk food.
1: But I think it I has something in t- I I think it has something to do with her um her being crazy. When you're in that manic state. Uh-huh. You're not. You want to feel that high, I think. So you're constantly like fueling your body. You're so, like, but why
0: is it only junk food though? Is that is that something, or if I'm reading too much into it? No, because the show made should... a point. The show made a point to to showcase that she's only eating, she's mm-hmm. not eating nothing mm-hmm. real.
1: I think they were trying to be realistic of a crazy person. I think when someone has manic episodes. I don't know how true this is, but I'm just trying to. Correlate. Oh
0: no, no! I, I, but I, I, I got you. I yeah. do
1: feel like it's like that sugar rush. She's on a high. She killing people. She got to keep up this energy because you see, you don't see her sleep until her driving, and she's mm-hmm. like wakes up mm-hmm. like so. Usually, crazy people don't get sleep. So mm-hmm. she's fueling that high with sugar.
0: <laughs> what did I just say to you when you got here? Like, how do you sleep in here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, ain't who, no sleep. Who, who, <laughs> who sleeps? sleeps? Yeah. <laughs> you crazy? <laughs> No,
0: <laughs> no, nah, nah, man. I just be chilling. So, uh, what's your overall thoughts on uh, episode one before we get into episode two?
1: Um, uh, yeah, overall, you just liked it? I liked it. Was it
0: a good hook for you? Did it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. good enough to
0: get you to continue. Mm-hmm. All right, because yeah. no, I, I loved the first episode, and again, it wasn't what I was expecting. But once I seen what they was doing, I was like, I, right, I, you got I me.
1: watched it because of her care. I Like, I was like, I wanted to know what the fuck was wrong okay. with her, like. Like, is she just, is she special ed? Is she, mm-hmm. like, what happened to her? Like, I noticed something was off. Like, and I like that they made it apparent. Because, you know, some shows take forever.
0: Mm. Um, oh, yeah. The pacing in this show, I did. I I was a fan of the pacing. Mm-hmm. So, the first ep- episode was called Stung. I don't know if I said that. So, episode two is titled Honey. And Dre's life in a new city seems ordinary, but there is more demise die she works at a strip club obsesses over her favorite singer mm. and whacks people for no rhyme or a reason now the second episode I, I like i think the show got pretty funny and uh this is the one that had paris jackson mm-hmm. and i didn't know that was paris jackson <laughs> to the end and she makes a joke where she's like uh, uh us black people gotta stick together and she's like you're black it's like yeah my dad is half uh, half black, so she
1: was like half what? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But no, my dad is half half what. So I didn't know that's Paris Jackson after I watched it. But man, she did good. All mm-hmm. the, all the cameos, all the acting. Uh I like how every episode had a, had like a a cameo from a new, like a different uh actor and whatnot, actress. Yeah, uh, that would, it would be centered around them. So this was the the strip club episode. So in this episode uh is she still going by dre because she switches her name
1: i think it's carmen
0: it's carmen at this point because it goes uh carmen kayla tony she has a bunch of different oh, but she may have been carmen, carmen the yeah okay I think so her. she's working at the strip club to meet a patron that uh this niger on the internet so at this point dre just wants to kill people that disrespect her her okay. beloved niger
1: I wanna add, but she is extremely strategic. That's like she's smart. Like cause I didn't realize how cause you know, the first one, the first um, episode I felt like it was the murder was kind of messy. Mm-hmm. But then I felt like she's oh, as it goes on. Yeah, goes she's on. really strategic. Like she puts two and two together. Mm-hmm. Like I I like the way it was pieced together.
0: <laughs> so she's uh Cheryl, she's working at the shoe club to meet the Patreon, uh tunk, but uh through that, she has to actually work at the strip club. So she she does a <laughs> a dance, but it was just like the most cringiest shit. I don't even use the word cringe. But this was, I would be mad if I was at the strip club and this motherfucker was up there doing that. But what was interesting to me, I was watching an interview and they talked about her in a scene that she liked or didn't like. She said that scene, because uh, remember after she gets like her confidence, she does, mm-hmm. an, uh, she does another one. Uh-huh. So they they didn't want to add that.
1: Oh, really? But Why? she's
0: uh, just for timing, I guess. Uh... Or they felt it, they didn't need it. But she said it was important to show the character's development uh, to show her uh, that she was evolving, that she she gets it now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I liked it because I did like the contrast between her first dance and her in her second yeah, dance.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, and yeah, I like what Paris J- uh, Jackson, uh, who's Haley, was like, "We could be the black family." She was too hyped to do some criminal shit with this, with this black was, woman. And I think that I think that was kind of parallel to, to real life. Uh, that's but see, that's the kind of shit that I can't really comment on. But but I do notice sh- shit like that. And yeah, Dre went all the way off the deep end. She's unstable by this point and this like probably one of the funniest uh episodes to me um but anyway it all culminates they go to this the uh, the strippers need her to drive because she doesn't drink Mm -hmm. so through the whole show she never drinks Mm -hmm. she doesn't like do drugs or anything that's what i'm saying the sugar is her high okay okay no no i did uh I, I think it's, I just think it's, it, it's uh, they just make it a point for her to be like, I don't drink, I don't drink, I don't mm-hmm. drink. So,
1: because she's never under the influence. influence. She do that shit. She's just so wild. Well. Yeah, that's, <laughs>
0: that's what's wild. And so it culminates with them being at this stripper party and as they're leaving. And the stripper party thing was weird too because it's a bunch of ill shit going on. Mm-hmm. And she is just so not interested. <laughs> she ends up going to this room to eat her snacks. And then this dude comes in there, oh, I'm i'm not weird like them uh It
1: did, did some, some
0: weird, weird shit <laughs> and i was like you know what
1: and i felt like that was a pivotal moment i think uh-huh. that's when she realized how pretty she was because i oh, think okay. she started dressing up after that scene because when she seen like he was like bite bite the pretzel or bite it slower she was like no he went, oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, i knew what if i knew <laughs>
1: was nasty but uh and, like i do i feel like that's when she i think that's when she started to like become in herself and her
0: so this episode with the conversations she has with the with the other strippers uh i uh i don't remember it verbatim but i i i think that was good as far as character growth because she says a few things about men and like if men are not needed if men are not needed if it's if they're only there for sex we need to explore more because mm-hmm. if that's all you need them for then then Honey, you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yes, she does have agency. So I'm like, cool. Her character is developing, but now you start to see how truly um, vicious she is. Because mm-hmm. all her other kills, again, weren't. Ju- uh, I wouldn't call them righteous, but they could be somewhat justified. Because the the first person she kills, she feels is uh, responsible for it. A death of a loved one. The second person she kills is just an, an horrible person. Uh, then the third person she kills ain't—I wouldn't call them a horrible person—but they were pretty complacent in in murder. So who's to say if they deserve to die or not? Uh, I, I'm not. Wa- I,
1: don't, I think only her first kill was justified. No,
0: well, I, any of them justified. But I'm no—the
1: first one I do feel was justified. Okay. I, I do. I feel like she. Like, to defend her, I think that set off her manic episode because mm-hmm. he took her childhood away. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the last of her happy moments. <laughs> so, I feel like that was the only justifiable kill. After that, it was like...
0: Okay. Like, I, 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 <laughs> uh, I'm not arguing against that, but the, the point I was trying to make is, with, is... No, no, you're right. But with this kill, I think... What the, kill? What kill are you uh, talking about? Uh... The one she went there to kill in was a tow truck driver. So he. Oh yeah. So when they that. leave this stripper party, the the main person she's working at the strip club to meet because now she's on her crusade because she's at Memphis at this point. The show mm-hmm. starts in Texas, mm-hmm. so again she's up going around the country killing people. Mm-hmm. So this guy is the show makes it a point to show he's a good he's a good guy. He helps the ladies. He don't try to yeah, do that's nothing. Yeah,
1: that wasn't justifiable.
0: Yeah, that's the point I'm making. Oh. Okay. But, I'm sa- but I'm saying this was the kill that I think was where oh she's really just a bad person mm-hmm. cause she didn't have to do it at this yeah, point yeah yeah uh, so he uh, was
1: super sweet he was nice. I was like oh my That's god I'm like, oh
0: Dre is really <laughs> unhinged yeah he yeah. didn't deserve that and I thought it was funny when he was like y'all want a drink and she's like yeah they gotta bring it on uh, I ain't seen that and she's in burn right <laughs> It must be some uh, turtles like you say turtles.
1: <laughs> yeah <I> just... <laughs> Hey,
0: cause black people go ghetto it's clovers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. I, yeah. that, 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 was, that, that was one for the culture. That was yeah. one for the culture. Cause uh I, I said I said turtles one time and I almost got my black card revoked. But uh I thought that I so episode two. You liked it as well. I liked it. Okay. I
1: liked every single episode. Okay. But yeah, well, I don't
0: know if you have any special mentions about
1: um, episodes. Um, any? No.
0: <laughs> I, I I thought this one dig a little raunchy, but you know, uh, I, I I like the fairy tale <coughs> aspect of it because you got the first episode. It's like uh, this is like some fucking uh, grim fairy tale. She's going through all this all this shit that you wouldn't believe. But when you think about it, you ask a fifty year old person in life. They 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 gonna have some yeah. stories. Uh-huh. So so I do uh-huh. like that. So episode three. This is probably one of my favorites. Taste. Uh. The, uh. Title of episode is Taste. Sorry, Dre's murderous quest takes a backseat after she runs into a DJ who can make her dream come true. This time around, she ends up doing something embarrassing. <laughs> so Dre's a full fledged killer now. This is the one where her first attack is the YouTuber in that house who's your favorite artist
1: oh she's so meticulous
0: at this point and she's cleaning up the blood dancing i'm like oh she's dexter now she's norman bates now she's
1: really enjoying it's it so like, so yeah. now
0: now i know who this character is now i can just sit back and enjoy the ride because mm-hmm. at first i'm like do i empathize with her nah. do i sympathize with her but i'm like, oh no Dre, you loopy as a motherfucker and
1: what kind of made me mad is that People kept acknowledging her awkwardness and then not realizing, like, no, she's crazy. But isn't like, that
0: real life, though? <laughs> the, but, see, that's to me, that's the crux of the show. These type of people go unnoticed. You don't pay them no mind, even though you can clearly see their offer. Well, you just make jokes about it. They ain't that what they say. Well, Liza, I knew he was weird. Yeah. But, but it just keeps going. But on.
1: I just felt like they just fed into it, like... I don't know, cause like when she goes back, oh, I'm about to go skip a whole episode. But yeah, it it was making me like, oh my god, oh my god, like
0: she's gonna kill you. <laughs> like,
1: come run, on, bitch. you're not her friend. Uh, <laughs> like, I
0: run, just... bitch, you gonna yeah. kill you. Yeah, so Dre's a full fledged killer now, and I think the surrealism starts taking center stage in this episode, cause even when uh, in that something about kills in a white room, I love him. Something about movies. If it's an all right room and it gets bloody, I don't know why I like that shit in movies. It just, it pops, man, it pops. The color contrast, it pops. Um, And when she cleaning up the blood, cause like how you say, now she's more meticulous. Now, Mm -hmm. now she knows what she's doing. Now she has admissions. She's checking check boxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the, the, the cameo for this episode, uh, uh, Byron Bowers, whom I was not familiar with, familiar who's, with, who's that that was the dude that she was hopping through his uh window oh, and he's uh, so there he's
1: a comedian he's huh? a comedian uh, I I, i'm not so. sure i'm not sure i think so uh,
0: a lot of these um a lot of these people i was not familiar with so so that was cool for me to to be introduced to him like this but i did like his character i
1: did he was I, so genuine and I, nice
0: I, I, I thought the show was gonna take a different uh a turn at this point. I'm yeah. like, she gonna find love? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Please don't kill this man. Which I guess she didn't, but we don't know what happened to him. Yeah, that's all I
1: was like, because he was locked in a freezer. <laughs> yeah, he was we, locked in a freezer, we, and then we don't know. him. Yeah. So
0: getting into uh to this episode, um, like you just said, because I wrote it down. No, nobody, nobody pays attention. Nobody pays attention to her. Uh, So she ends up going to this nightclub to get her, not nightclub, I'm sorry, uh, fitness a gym Mm -hmm. to get her next victim, Mm -hmm. but they won't let her in because she don't have a membership. But then uh, uh, the gay, white, male ally comes and like, oh, is this woman being racist to you? So that part, I think, was poignant because... Oftentimes, uh, you can the, the struggle is weaponized mm-hmm. to fit somebody else's uh, agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool to have allies, but sometimes, you, my struggle becomes your not struggle, but just something for you to to, to protest about. Mm-hmm. So, because he accused a lady of being racist, that lady wasn't being yeah, racist. she just she didn't, didn't let have you a in because you didn't have yeah. a, membership. a membership. She was doing her job. Yeah, but you were like because uh, this happens a few times in the show mm-hmm. and and that does happen in real life that's happened with me where something's happening and I'm trying to explain and then uh, my white counterpart good intention will be oh he's here with me dude what's going on I'm like chill I can explain myself like I understand what you're doing but I also notice how how the situation will get diffused at that point mm-hmm. when it's like all of a sudden like my I, I wasn't speaking English all of a sudden mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. so I picked up on that, so I thought that was pretty uh, salient, and uh, I did wrote down that sometimes black women can go under the, the radar and struggle can be weaponized. But her relationship with the uh, uh, Byron, I thought that was cute because uh, he doesn't eat junk food, mm-hmm. and that's all the fuck she eats, Uh and so they had this weird sex scene with the junk food? That's,
1: I was like, did they have sex though? Cause uh, I, I don't think they like he threw her on the counter, turned her around, then she's like throwing donuts in his but, mouth.
0: Well, like. I'm assuming they had sex because they show him waking up in the bed. So uh, I'm assuming it doesn't mm-hmm. really show it, but I don't know. She's not a virgin. Uh she fucked Home Alone's brother. But uh... <laughs> yeah, she's not a virgin. Uh but this is the another part of the show that plays your real life. Cause she goes to the after party and she sees Nyjah and then they... <laughs> I thought this scene was cool because they started playing Maxwell this one mm-hmm. was worth. So again, <laughs> the surrealism is in full effect and that. And I am just talking about uh, uh, I was talking about that with w- Sin on the Black Audacity podcast was that fucking Maxwell song to me, it was like the, the last greatest R&B song that we had as a culture mm. not, of course, not the last great song but when you hear that song... That takes everybody back to, yeah. to a generation. That's like when you hear Let's Get It On. That's like when you hear fucking Al Green. That song, that's like one of our last great R&B classics. So uh, I did like that part. And, of course, that plays with the real-life incident when somebody bit Beyonce. Nobody knows who. Uh, <laughs>
1: Wait, I did not know someone bit Beyonce. No,
0: yeah, that really happened. Uh, at a party, somebody bit Beyonce, and everybody said it was Sanaa Lathan. That's what? why I think they played that... Uh, that's why I think they played that song because it's from Love and Basketball. And if you notice, when uh, Dre's leaving the party, somebody says, she looks like, like the girl from Love, Love
1: and Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Yeah, because there
0: was a rumor that Sonali Latham bit Beyonce.
1: What?
0: Yeah. You never heard that story? No. I'm surprised. Uh, so that part is true, but nobody knows who, or won't nobody say who. But Beyonce did. They had did, to have paid her. Yeah, Beyonce <laughs> did get bit in the face at a party. So the, the show. And, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No. No, Go the ahead. show the show plays with that. So Dre finally gets to meet Naija. It's not uh it's not how she Well, I guess it is how she predicted, but she goes into her dream manic, world uh and she bit the motherfucker and ran. Yeah. Uh, but so, she
1: thought you're you're leaving out the picture they painted. Okay. They she thought that well, she was biting into what? A chocolate oh, a covered plum. oh I thought plum. it was a chocolate covered Oh, it could have been that. <laughs> I thought it was a plum. Okay, I don't know. no, then it yeah, it was pretty big to be any kind of chocolate covered fruit. But yeah, she was biting into
0: a fruit. Yeah, so uh, uh in her mind she was biting, yeah, that piece of fruit mm-hmm. where she was really biting niger, And I guess uh I guess it wouldn't make sense too because it was uh Yeah, it would make sense too because how how the um What's one like she was like how she was uh uh um she's always eating shit that's Mm -hmm. the point I'm trying. she's always Mm -hmm. eating so it wouldn't make sense that it would be tied in with food that's the point i'm trying to make sorry i got i got brain fart but uh so that was episode three and by this by episode three i'm i'm fully invested i love the pacing of the show i love how everything's going down uh i'm loving the cameos i'm loving the different settings and the show gets a little funny do you have anything particularly you want to add about episode three no. <laughs> are you just, Why are you laughing? Because
1: I can't feel like I keep saying no.
0: Okay. You, hey, it's okay. You can keep saying no. <laughs> we don't want no problems here. So, episode four: Running Scared. A woman's empowerment leader, Ava, and her team make a deadly mistake by reaching out to Dre. It seems like there will be no end to ever. It seems like there be no end to her ever increasing body count. Now, this episode I think could have been a movie all all unto itself. Uh, this is when again she's all in another country now. I think <clears throat> she's in, not country. I'm sorry, state. I don't know where she's at. But she, is this when she's with the, that group of white women? Mm-hmm. I don't know what state. But she she she's fled L.A. because when she yeah episode three was in L.A. So she's out of L.A. I forget where she's at. She's either in Florida or back in Georgia. She may be in Georgia at this point. Um. But I think this is one of the best acted episodes. And this was Billie Eilish acting debut. And uh uh yeah, Homegirl got the chops. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm not uh well I can't say I'm a fan or not a fan because the only song I know is Bad Guy and the one she did uh for 007. But yeah, Billie Eilish came out. I was already paying taxes, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but her acting was yeah, so su- uh superb. Uh and um so with this you get some of Dre's backstory because mm-hmm. to explain this episode, Dre's gets, she leaves LA. She's driving. She's trying to get to this next Niger show. She gets pulled over by an officer. He lets her go, but he follows her. And so when she stops at a gas station, one of the women from the, it's a cult basically notice the cop. She gets the cop to leave. And again, she's like, what did she say? I told him I was going to put him on TikTok a for on mm-hmm. a black woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once again, weaponizing that shit, which again, all well intentioned. She did the right thing, but the cop didn't leave Dre alone when she said leave her alone. And yeah. I think she, at this point, she's Kayla or Carmen because her name changes. I, I think she is <clears throat> Kayla, Kayla,
1: but and then she, yeah, it's Kayla. She's
0: Kayla at this point. So she goes to this, uh, it's like a, she is. Made to be like a commune, but mm-hmm. it, it's basically a cult. They get branded and shit. And Billie Eilish hypnotizing motherfuckers. Um, I did like this episode. Oh, I forgot to mention in episode one, she her. Okay, I guess I can spoil it. Spoilers: three, <laughs> two, one. Da, da 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 da. Trigger warning. Her sister dies in the first episode, and her sister is like her best friend, her only person that she gets or gets her she finds her cell phone so she communicates with her sister through her cell phone she basically texts herself and then texts back and this is how she communicates so she never puts her cell phone down which i think is a commentary on you know modern day shit Mm because motherfuckers can't go five minutes without these damn devices Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm not excluding myself from that either even if i'm not texting i gotta listen to my music or something like that but uh they they make the mistake of uh uh separating her from her cell phone and Dre wasn't having no. it but and then even that can be a commentary too but so Billy Eilish's character is trying to save her because uh, she uh, Dre when they get to this commune she her car has a body in the trunk and it's all bloody and the motherfuckers clean the car yeah, so she, they know they she knew. up to no good yeah. but they like listen we ain't gonna tell your secret if you stick with us you know what I'm saying so are they really trying to help her I mean I guess she removed the body but you still blackmailing her so to speak it's
1: she that's a, it's so oh i don't know if you I, I don't i don't know if he was trying to make a point in the movie because she each stage each episode mm-hmm. she develops well these women try to be nice to her and bring her in every mm-hmm. single phase in her life mm-hmm. and she fights it mm. she really really fights it like
0: okay so that i didn't pick up on. yeah
1: also that's that's why you're
0: here <laughs> that's exactly right here but again this is to me this is the best acted episode between because it's this exchange between dre and uh billy eilish billy eilish character ava and she's like um putting her in a trance mm-hmm. so she knows her name man kayla she's like what's her name kayla, kayla she says, snaps that's dre what's her name <laughs> dre oh what happened oh i spilt the milk Da-da-da-da-da. but when she asks her about her sister her face I was like, "Ooh, that was chilling." She, yeah, when she Chang- asked about her sister, she snapped. Like she's she like,
1: she "Like bitch." Shook,
0: <laughs> she asked her, "So what happened to your sister?" She she just shook her head and walked away. But the face she made, like, "Look, I let you look, motherfucker, trail lightly.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: at that point, if I'm Ava, I'm like, "I." Right. Yeah, she had a body in her trunk. Uh, yeah, but again, that that I don't know what that's a commentary on. I did like it. Uh, kudos to Billie Eilish. Uh, and again, I think that's the episode. If if Dominique Fishback gets any awards for this, it's gonna be because of that episode. Because mm-hmm. it's subtle. That's the thing. Subtlety does way more to me, way more for me than over the top. Over the top when it's necessary, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's that 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 subtle subtlety. Because again, it, it it was terrifying. She did scare me at points to where I'm like if I'm in real life encounter mm-hmm. her I'm mm-hmm. like yeah I'm, my senses my spotty senses is gonna tingle out this motherfucker I don't know what's wrong with, with y'all asses but yeah she uh so with Billy I just care, I don't know if they have more of a savior complex or was they really trying to help her but again uh, my last note on this is Dre is fucking ruthless mm-hmm. uh, did you have any particular thoughts besides the one you mentioned no okay <laughs> Episode five is titled Girl Bye, and I do like this episode, too. Dre loses her mind and goes after Harris, uh, which is her adopted father, only to end up staring down a barrel of his gun. She runs away after he, did he shoot? After he shoots her he with shoots a bullet. He
1: shoots at her. He doesn't hit her, though.
0: I thought she right. did this shit. Well, I'll, let me just read it. She runs <laughs> away after he shoots her with a bullet and barrage of accusations. And this episode was actually co-written by Malia Obama, which I didn't know. It was what? Co-written by oh, Malia Obama. Oh,
1: oh, so oh. So I
0: thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, eh, good storytelling, more great acting. Dre is officially a villain. Uh, these are just my notes of uh, bullet points, then we're going to get more in depth. This is the Leon character. Uh, oh yeah, Leon's. I'm sorry, Leon's uh, cameo is Harris. Because uh, I love the I love the cameos we get in in, in yeah. this uh, in this show. Because how how many how many shows we just get a random Leon character? Because uh, for for people of a certain generation, Leon is our guy. Five yeah. Heartbeats, Temptations. I, I love him in um, the the movie Bats. Uh, what else was He's he in that movie? Uh, bats? Have you ever seen that? Bat oh, or bats? Not Baps. Oh, not Bats. Bats. B A T S. It's oh, no, literally about it. Bats. It's, it's a horror movie. <laughs> but no, for, for a certain generation. Uh, wait and exhale. For a certain oh, generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le- Leon mm-hmm. is our guy. Uh, but this was a hard hitting episode. It has the most action. And uh, so well, the catalyst of this episode is I mentioned the, fun, the cell phone is how she communicates. And this is like her last tether to her sister which is the only person who she feels ever really cared about it and then they cut the phone off so she goes to the store to get it turned back on and that the guy that works at the uh the telephones uh, the cell phone store he was funny I, I don't know who he was. I don't know if he's a comedian or anything. I
1: think he's like a famous, like one of those Instagram influencers. Oh, okay, okay. Because I've seen his face before. Okay. He, yeah. he, he was pretty
0: funny. My, my man had some uh, magnificent skin,
1: though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker was glowing. <laughs> I was like,
0: God damn, what's your regimen, oh, my guy? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh this, uh this episode again. So after the cell phone gets cut off, she has to go back home. So through the whole series... We keep hearing her say they sisters, but nothing supports that. Mm-mm. So when she gets to the house, we see family pictures. She's not in none of them. Then she finds one where she's folded behind. So I'm like, that's uh, not her sister. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that must be her cousin. And they just call themselves sisters. Or that's somebody illegitimate child. But then this is where we find out she's adopted. Mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. all she wants to do... And it, uh, what I like about this episode too is it is more showing than telling. Again, like how she walks through the house, you see she's familiar with this house. Yeah, she knows the dog. She knows. Yeah. yeah so
1: the, when she called the dog over, it's like where is she at? Yeah. <laughs> like.
0: uh, uh, But this is another good scene when she's in the mall, and then uh, her friend, her her and her sister's friend from the first episode um, was was I think her name was Erica. So that scene when she made up the story about being Nia's mother's uh, makeup makeup artist. artist. So that was chilling too, because as she's telling the story, she she's crying with the smile. Mm-hmm. So that that always freaks me out. Uh, 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 man, women, <laughs> it's like that. They, they are a powder keg, um, in a good way though. I just like just full of raw raw emotions. And if she hands her her drink, like <laughs> I would drink Th- that. That shit.
1: scene was so weird. Like it, I was. It like, really was. Yeah. Why is she drinking? <laughs> milkshake
0: <laughs> uh, and again that's that damn
1: but may, I, maybe it was a metaphor like i'm feeding you lies
0: and you're literally and you, taking you're gonna it. take it anyway <laughs> yeah, she, like, i didn't even look at it like that
1: because so, that's all she was doing feeding her lies like and then he's like
0: <sighs> so i did not even know if she believed her or not because she was like you know what i always knew you're gonna be something special i said she was weird but she gonna be we something special was- <laughs> uh so yeah this was this that the uh, Episode five two is another good episode because again it had the most action. I did like the Leon cameo, but it kind of it, it brought things back into perspective. Dre truly has nowhere to go
1: yeah she truly has nowhere no. to go because i
0: didn't mention in the first episode when she went to the funeral they said she had to leave that's why mm-hmm. some a- ambiguity if she's really so her sister. a sister yeah because i was like
1: oh she was just a friend of- that was using her yeah, that's what i thought yeah yeah
0: because they say uh only family can be here she's like she's mm-hmm. my sister i deserve to be here so and again i think that's what set her off and why her first kill was her first kill so um notable things about the episode five yeah, I miss them all. I, I love to see Leon, too. And that for his age, that motherfucker still look good, too. Yeah, he Girl.
1: do. He look like he ain't. He's so sexy.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, episode six is the one you like, uh, Falling Through the Cracks. Dre comes into the spotlight of Loretta Green's investigation as a witness reveals a spine-chilling incident from where everything seems to have begun. So this is a... It's a filler episode. This is every show's uh, prerequisite uh, recap. Every series has to have one episode where it kind of just recaps shit. Characters sit around and Pacey catch, catches the audience up on what happened. So this is filmed in like a true crime documentary style. Which, which I like. The, um, the only reason I thought it was a bit corny only because it was too on the nose it could have been a little bit more organic. It didn't feel organic to me.
1: No, but it didn't feel organic, but I just feel like, like you said, he just probably threw it in there.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I I wasn't mad for that. I was just mad at the not so much the conception, but more the execution. Mm-hmm. I did like the episode, but it was a bit drawn in in this series. Mm-hmm, so this mm-hmm. is kind of like when uh, when Atlanta has those episodes that are just kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, but again, it's more that hyper I I can't be mad at it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it, to me, this was reminiscent of real life serial killers. Uh, how I was telling you about. A lot of them do go under the cracks because they're Blacks. That's, what, that's why the, the character mentions that. It's like, uh, can't nobody find her because ain't nobody looking for a Black uh, black yeah. suspect.
1: But I, I felt like that the way he put it together, I felt like it was like, um, he was saying like, don't nobody know us. But us, like, because oh, it was a yeah. black lady, like, and I feel like he had to throw it, like, make it that corny for people <laughs> to, get to get it, get it. Mm-hmm. because nobody would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like, the way she kept getting away, and mm-hmm. people, like, you said, was using her, pulling at racism, mm-hmm. she, she would have kept sliding through. But mm-hmm.
0: it you took mentioned, a black lady, <laughs> you, you mentioned when she said, Uh, how many six year old white ladies wear this body?" Yeah, yeah,
1: like. It uh, no nobody knows like us. Like it is if it wasn't for that, I don't think we would have got man, it. Man, y'all are, y'all
0: already some uh, uh natural detectives and shit. <laughs> Motherfucker notice everything but the thing. Yeah. But you know what? That's that that's a different motherfucking conversation. <laughs> But we do get some good backstory with yeah, uh, and I did, did like I
1: appreciated that. I did that. like
0: that. So now I'm now I'm empathetic again.
1: Yeah, because like... the, whole, the oh my God, her mom or the adoptive mom tugged at my heart because when she uh yeah. so, I, I, I know you wasn't trying to give away details, no, but when go she ahead, go ahead. when this she was sitting on here. the couch with the gun and then the dad Leon came and he was she was like she's not gonna shoot me like it's like oh like she she knows she has a soft side to mm-hmm. her and like I I liked. How like all these women tried to cultivate around her, but she was mm. really just crazy, like really crazy. But every single woman in her life, even the strippers, gave her money. You like mm. they talked shit about her, but still looked out for her. Mm. Um, I like that part. Oh,
0: see, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> you
1: don't remember?
0: <laughs> no, I remember. I'm saying I, didn't, I didn't pick up uh, on it Oh,
1: but like, it, and then that's how
0: I like your insight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not making, I'm not trying to be funny. But yeah, I really Oh,
0: your ass is goofy. I forget <laughs>
1: I really liked that part of the movie and like if she would have just took that love she could have been saved I like put,
0: I put I wrote down she was just born lost.
1: She was just oh born, born lost. lost yeah cuz
0: I kind of felt not completely not completely opposite but I kind of felt like nobody understood her like no they maybe they felt some some empathy
1: but It was because she didn't let People understand oh, okay, her, okay, like, cause, okay. that, like, that's why I said all these women cultivated around her in each phase of her life, even if it wasn't the best kind of cultivate, like the actual cult. Uh-huh. They tried, you know. True, so true, each true. phase, it was a group of women trying, and even just... when they revolved and did that circle around um when she was in a foster care system. Mm-hmm. That lady stood up to the cop, like, you think I'm gonna sit here and let you do? Like, she had people. That,
0: that see, that's what I liked about this, cause it gave backstory. So uh, obviously. Something traumatic happened yeah. in uh, Dre's childhood. We give, They give hints through the series, but nothing is ever said so, definitively. Mm-hmm. So uh, she did... The falling out between her and her family is they had an incident uh, at a sleepover when they were children. And she stabbed one of her sister's friends. Mm-hmm. And so and
1: she, she refers to that as spilling the, spilling the milk. Spilling the milk. Yeah.
0: But it was another... Prior to that, what the foster care lady was saying, it was an incident they even got to put in the foster care, but she wouldn't give, she wouldn't divulge details because mm-hmm. she didn't want to be, you're not going to make a mo- mockery of this woman just, uh, just know she's been through things that you can never understand. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which I feel because every, every true crime documentary we watch, these people have her, her horrific,
1: horrific childhoods like, and listening,
0: like, damn, they didn't stand a chance to yeah. begin with. So it- you can be empathetic in that sense, but then you're still going around killing people so that don't absolve you. You still have to be held responsible, but maybe, you know, uh, you got to take that up with you and your God. Yeah. Uh, my only real critique, I think this one could should have been the last episode.
1: I, 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 oh, when circle circled that? It wasn't the last episode? No. What was the episode after that
0: one called? Uh, only God Makes Happy Endings.
1: Oh, when she got the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. But yeah. I thought it was the last episode too.
0: Remember, I kept my uh, yeah. my Yeah, you, you like watched them. it out of order though. <laughs> well, yeah, you watched it out of order. So yeah. So, um. Yeah, this episode was cool and, and it felt and it did fill in a lot of things and it and it and it did show like people are actually noticing these bodies mm-hmm, popping up because mm-hmm. as I'm watching the show, I like, ain't nobody looking yeah, for the small things. Uh, like. But it reminded me of again, there was a serial killer in L.A. He was. Killing hella black women, but nobody looked for him. And he knew he was like working with the cops, trying to find himself. That's how he knew how to stay ahead, cause they like, they ain't looking for no brother. Yeah. It was a black dude killing me. And he's like, they ain't looking for me. Uh and he would be right on the front lines with him. But but that happens. That happens. And uh and she, that's why the show is called Falling Through the Cracks. And she's like the same thing that happens on the victim side happens on the perpetrator mm-hmm. side. Sometimes we just fall through the cracks. So y'all need me to find this this this, mm-hmm. this, this woman. So the seventh and final episode only God makes happy ending endings. <clears throat> Dre finds love, but her toxic devotion to Nijah brings things to an upsetting end. More blood is shed before she can enjoy her favorite singer's concert. So she makes a complete transformation. And this is another episode of whatever award she's going to get. Cite this episode as well. She makes a complete transformation into her latest character, Tony. Tony, yeah. Tony's a stud. (laughs) Tony was trying to dress like me, too. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God.
0: I was going to say something about that. What? You're going
1: to sound like Tony. No, uh,
0: nothing. She did kind of act like me in that episode, but she's like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> "That's my favorite
1: girl." She <laughs> <laughs> like to laugh even up to chilling.
0: chilling? <laughs> <laughs> I really got no phone though. <laughs> Uh, you ain't going to help your friend. No, but okay. Let's, <laughs> let's get into it. So she completes her transformation. <laughs> <laughs> now then, what you been up to? Oh, But anyway. But I like how her mannerisms change. Like yeah, She's a completely she's different calm, character. Like, yeah. And if you notice, when she was like, they listening to music and Nyjah come on, it's like, oh, that's Nyjah. Like, I hate Nyjah.
1: She goes, You're playing right. She was like, No, but she actually accepted
0: exactly. That's yes, what I'm saying. She made it a- so
1: I feel like she truly loved her. That her that was her girlfriend,
0: but no, at this point, they had just this is the night they met.
1: I know, but I feel like she felt that's when she knew she oh, felt I, something for but her. But I think,
0: because at this time, she hasn't had a cell phone. Oh, yeah, so I think she's yeah. like detox. and mm-hmm. she's like really trying to be better um but i i, I did not like rashida's oh, character Oh,
1: maybe like he was trying to show how social media poison you because without That's the cell phone yeah. yeah yeah without that cell phone she was she acting was, pretty calm mm-hmm. and not so manic
0: mm-hmm. yeah wow so i i did not like rashida's character that was her girlfriend oh yeah i didn't like no. her but i think I think that Rashida reminded Dre of Marissa, mm-hmm. her sister, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of similarities, even how they look, and even uh, we're going to get into that because um, it's, it's a particular part but we're going to get into it when we get there. But this had uh, uh, my second favorite cameo, Cre Summer. Uh, and and a reason why I feel like this was one of my favorite episodes is it's, it's very emotionally tr- not triggering, but it's, it's we get a, a a bit of respite, a bit of pause, and a bit to be like, yeah, she's been killing all these people. We got to forget, man. This motherfucker just needed a hug for years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um What? uh Okay, that's the ending. So... She uh, so Dre meets Rashida and they start dating. So she has a girlfriend. They're living together. She takes them to meet her parents. Rashida' parents, uh, Cree Summer plays her mother. But they do have this conversation. She's accepting. So Tony finally has this familiar unit, mm-hmm. and it's like she ain't killing people. Uh,
1: it's the most normal mm-hmm. she's been like Th-
0: through through this whole series, and yeah. I'm like ah, this ain't gonna end good. Like it's, no, I it's, thought
1: she was gonna kill the whole fucking family. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this ain't gonna end good.
0: But, but I did like those moments. I, and I I, I particularly like the scene with Kreese Summers when she, like, takes her hand and like, I'm sorry, you didn't have to go through da-da-da-da-da. Because da, 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 da. she don't know what this woman really been through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. the fact that she said that, I think Dre's characters actually accepted that. hmm So, what sets it off is for their anniversary, she, Rashida, she buys Rashida and Niger tickets. And Rashida's, been on record saying she don't like niger mm-hmm. and it's reminiscent of the first episode because she buys her sister niger tickets mm-hmm. and she reacts like kind of the same so spoiler alert tony dre whatever ends up killing uh rashida and this to me i wrote down this was the hardest death through the whole series this is the the first one i'm like damn this is when you really like oh yeah this motherfucking shit and she's crying and she's like I loved you and I want to share Nigel with you because I loved you but you gotta go uh, so she kills Rashida and then she like lays there with the body for a minute Of what you hear about all the time on them series they lay with them bodies for days and shit which I do not understand uh, you can't even be alive laying around me for more than a <laughs> night get the fuck up but <laughs> we gotta go shake these sheets or something man come on uh, but no the, 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 that scene was particularly hard like I was like because she crying she choking her because uh, to choke somebody to death like that takes a fucking yeah. year it ain't like a gunshot or something like that like so that was particularly tough man so the show after that so when she gives Rashida the ticket she puts them in her pocket so after Tony kills Rashida, she she burns the body, but forget the tickets are in mm-hmm. the pocket. So she still goes to the concert. She gets she kills some other motherfuckers to get in. The, yeah, to get tickets.
1: she killed the little the little the yeah.
0: yeah the, uh, but she gets into the show. But what's so when she gets to the Niger concert, she's back to being Dre. Like, the way she's acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, she's acting like a little kid. Mm-hmm. If you notice the way she's walking, she's all bright-eyed. She's not she's not Tony no more. No. Because what was Tony? Tony, yeah, I'm um, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Oh, oh, you live around here? You know? Yeah. But when she got to the... yeah, she, <sighs> uh, she... Yeah, she looks like she's a kid in the candy store, mm-hmm. literally. And so, this is where a lot of people, the, the show lost them. And I'm not even completely sure. Didn't lose me. So, she gets into this concert. She runs on stage... And she tries to get to Nyjah, and she's tackled by security. But when security gets Tony or Dre, Nyjah says, "Stop! Let her go." She lets her go, but on Nyjah's face is Marissa, Chloe Bailey's character, is on Nyjah's. Yeah, body. I,
1: that's I, I didn't get that. I, I didn't like, get that either. Is that Marissa? <laughs> like
0: I didn't get that either. I didn't get that. Obviously, she's hallucinating, and obviously, because the previous episode already said that they arrested her. Because remember the um the detective was like they found Tony at a concert mm-hmm. they hold her in custody mm-hmm. so what we know what really happened now we're seeing what happened in her head yeah. so because Nyjah was the happiest part of her life that she just couldn't see Nigel outside of her sister like I don't know why Nyjah's face was on why Marissa's oh, face oh why Marissa's face was on that yeah. I get like her connection I don't understand completely what the show is trying to convey. Like yeah, I know it's not lost on me that obviously she has some kind of psychosis or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was one element that didn't didn't the ending really it didn't stick the landing for me. And I was because I a, uh, my full grading I said it was eight point five out of ten, and it was partially because of the ending. I was not a big fan of the ending, but you know. I just it wasn't my vision. I don't know what they were going for. Again, you want some hyper uh, hyper Afro surrealism? Shit's just not gonna make sense because that's just the nature of the beast. Well, what did you what did you think of the last episode? <laughs> Nothing. No. <laughs> this
1: is hard. I you told you like
0: to take you. your notes.
1: I know, but I thought I could like yeah. free handed. Yeah, uh, I uh-huh.
0: can't. It's mm-hmm. harder than it looks, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so this was our discussion, not really review, because uh, again, I just like talking about shit. I obviously am not the authority on what's good and what isn't, but I did thoroughly enjoy Swarm. It doesn't. The show doesn't seem like it's made to have a second season, but if it does, I'd definitely watch it. Um, Maybe it'd be some kind of uh, uh, compendium, if I'm saying that right. Uh,
1: I can, uh, if it had a second season, oh, sorry, can I, but no, if it had a second season, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't watch it. Because I, I can see it like. Uh, but I don't know because he has a way of make turning his shows. Mm. I I'll probably I will watch it. I'm lying. I
0: think if it was a second season, it would be more so filling in the gaps.
1: Okay, so it won't, okay. it won't
0: be continuing from where it left off. But it might not be like a full season. It could be like a two hour, whatever, mm-hmm. or hour long, whatever. Because the episodes are actually short too, and that's what I like. Yeah, about it. it got. Because I'm to not. The point. I'm not a. I can't really bend shit. So um, with movies, I can watch a movie and and sit there and and be cool. But with a show, uh, I can't really watch a show for longer than like an hour. So I thought it was cool. Uh, Yeah, it it was digestible, I should say. So, yeah, to wrap it up, this is our review discussion on the 2023 Amazon Prime release of Swarm. I liked it. My final grade was 8.5 out of 10. Again, it's sleek, phenomenal acting, alpha surrealism at its best. Uh, It was funny when it needed to be. It was gruesome when it needed to be. It was stylistic when it needed to be. And it was cogent in far as making um, an analysis or commentary on, you know, real world. People wanted it to dive more, delve more into that, but I'm kind of glad it didn't. So people can just draw their own conclusions. Mm-hmm. I know that was a knock. Some people wanted to be more into toxic fandom, but I'm like, I don't think it was an indictment on toxic fandom. I just think it was an exploration on it. So I think people wanted more of a concise, conclusive. This is what I think about the Beehive. And it's like, nah, this is just we 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 spitballing here. You know yeah. what I mean? So I like yeah. it because of that.
1: I liked it. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I give it, a, I give it a, I give it a solid eight. Okay, I liked okay. it. Next, I enjoyed it.
0: Next time, you sit your motherfucking ass down. Take take your
1: notes. <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay, I think you should just redo, the, on, redo that
0: episode. Redo <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing after an hour. <laughs> you do know, no. This is yeah. This is. Uh, no, find so someone. <laughs> good. Uh, say bye. Bye. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the Holiday the Thirteen podcast. Please uh, like this shit. Um, share with your friends. Follow me on Instagram, Holiday the 13th. And we are out. Again, I'm here with my good friend and uh, fellow horror head, uh, Brittany B. Um Miss Butters, if you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Heck? All right, we out this bitch. Uh, yeah.